Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Keller, and alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena, we discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. But before anyone can set foot on the boat, we put them into a Sweet 16-style tournament, and we argue each round until we decide a winner. And Nick, what criteria do we use when we decide who steps foot on the boat? Whatever the hell we want, Cody. You want to tell them what we're talking about this season? Absolutely. We are taking a trip back in time to 1999, the summer. Another bummer, get down, sound of your, I don't know, that's public enemy. But we're going to figure out what is the best summer banger of 1999. We said we'd do it and we did it, folks. For those who need a reminder, last year we did best summer bangers of all time. We went each year, year by year, combed through and picked 16 songs to go up against each other. And then we got to the year 1999 and Cody and I are going to deal with what now we're actually going to do it for the podcast, but we dealt with the idea of which one of these is the best. And at that time, Smooth by Rob Thomas and Carlos Santana was the champion. And after reviewing what might've been, we may have been wrong. Yeah, we went back, we looked at the tapes, we watched all the combine numbers coming out that year. We looked, sat through all the music videos and we thought 99 is stacked. This is a year of musical bangers for sure. Straight up. So just like in last year, we do have the playlist that you can go listen to on Spotify. Just look up FCP Summer Bangers 99. And then you'll be able to come up and find this playlist. Obviously, we'll share it on all the socials. But here we are, folks, in Group A, where we have the number one seed, Livin' La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin, going up against the 16 seed, Kiss Me by Sixpence, None the Richer. And then we have the eight seed higher by Creed going up against the nine seed Summer Girls by L-F-O. Cody, I usually ask you where we're going to start, but we're, I'm going to tell you where we're going to start. We're going to start at uh, higher versus Summer Girls. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to get all of our jokes out about Creed, and then we're going to move Summer Girls on. Because this is a situation, I've listened to this playlist a bunch now. And if we move this on at all, if it gains any momentum. <laughs> it's a problem with Creed is it can't, once that ball starts rolling, it cannot be stopped. It's Scott stop. Stapp is an unstoppable force. Yes. Currently, he's at rest. He is not moving forward. The if only started- thing that could put Scott Stapp at rest was meth. The one and that, thing that, and that brought only slowed more him down. Energy. He's back now. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal, though, right? We can make all fun of Creed we want. We can laugh at him. You can be like, oh, Creed sucks, right? But in your heart of hearts, if higher comes on, not only do you know every word, you're singing it. I've never seen a group of people not like it always starts off with that, like, there's always like you'll be on the radio, right? It'll come on the radio or whatever on like a hit station, and people will be like, fucking creed right oh my god these guys fucking i i could change the i mean ah fuck it's funny just keep it on by the second chorus can you take me like everyone in the car goes nuts this song for whatever reason is by all definitions a banger but i can't i i'm not saying that it's good i'm not saying that it's bad i don't know what it is but it gets in your soul, much like the spirit. Here's the crazy thing is that a lot of times Christian rock comes on the radio and you can catch it within an instant. Yeah. The first like little crescendo of drums and like little, little uh, chimes comes in. You're like, that's Christian rock. That's going to be boring as hell. I don't want to listen to it. And in the great words of Hank Hill from King of the Hill in his 
immortal words. He said, can you please, Christians, can you please stop playing rock music? You're not making Christianity cool. You're making rock worse. <laughs> but for but for one glorious year, he had a few hits. For some reason, Creed figured out the formula and fucking just gave us bangers. Creed and P.O.D. somehow were like the Trojan horse. Like they got into rock for like one summer. They were like, wait a second. Let's get God up in here. Do you think, is it a situation? So, so the members of Creed who aren't Scott Stapp, the lead singer, leave to go form a band called Alter Bridge, which by all points was a decent rock band. It was very much like a Sturgis rock band. Do you think then that basically the formula was, and I would say the same for P.O.D., where it was basically like a band, like it was like a studio band that was just, fucking awesome and they're like all right we're gonna let this dude come in and write all the lyrics and it's gonna be christian themed but you guys will make a lot of money and they were like yeah we can do that that's basically an episode of south park it's yeah they totally nailed it you okay here's the deal but I'm saying, they, like those are actual good these are good musicians very talented make very good music and just because i can't imagine if you're starting from a space of like how will this sick riff honor god i don't first of all it's all sick riffs honor god and you need to recognize (laughs) that right that's very true every dragon force by definition is maybe the most christian band of all time okay here's this is why i can't take scott stapp seriously though there was an interview that came out like the early 2000s where scott stapp was like in rolling stone or some shit and they asked him like how he knew it was getting out of control it was like the first time he put himself in rehab and he was like i sometimes i was having two or three beers a day I'm like, dog, those are rookie numbers. You need to get those numbers up. That is nothing. Uh, I hate that this podcast is, uh, that podcasts are by nature a audio medium because all I want to do for you all is do a watch along of the Creed music video for Hire because it's so clear that no one involved in that had ever been to a concert. It's so bad. It's so awful. Cody and I watched it recently. Once again, for a bit, and then when it's like, well, I think we get the joke of the music video. We then were like, well, but who, there's no need to turn it off at this we point. Should, we should definitely finish it to make sure we don't miss anything. So I okay. do recommend maybe Cody, can we do, okay. Is this, is this anything? What if we alongside this season release companion watch along commentary? So we would say like, we would tell our, we would tell us and like start now and then we watched Creed and they could watch it at the same time with us in their ears as the Creed music video is playing for them. Would that be an enjoyable experience for anyone? Okay. I just feel like I want to talk about that music video, but I need someone to watch it. You made an excellent point. If we lock in Creed, can we stop it? No. I, Cody, you and I know each other very well. And there is not a chance that for the lulls and for the bit, we don't move Creed to the final four. Summer Girls is a very good song. It's literally about summer. So thusly, I think it's fine to move it past it. And we just live a life where we're like, we had to bury this because we didn't want to become the dudes who end up defending Creed. That's how you become a men's rights activist. (laughs) It starts by defending Creed for just like, ah, but they're actually pretty good. And then all of a sudden you end up fucking doing like weird side marches to like women's protests and i just i can't go down that road i don't want that audience i understand i don't support what they stand for at all but here's the deal summer girls was we as we said before we did the summer bangers before and summer girls made that cut because 99 was so no it made the boy band cut the boy band cut sorry we we, it's been talked about we have new jokes about summer girls i think i do if you just let me just i don't want to waste them right now okay i'm just gonna come up with new shit either way okay let's just 
We did a really good. We did about we did about five minutes on hire. I think that's what it deserved. I think we just move on, Summer Girls. Okay, okay, okay. Do you have anything about Arms Wide Open though? We, why? <laughs> I mean, do you? Also- I mean, do I mean we could talk? We could talk about the whole Creed catalog, Cody. If you want to turn this into a Creed cast, the first and only Creed cast, we can talk about that offline, off mic, and we could go through. We could do uh, music listen, like we can listen through Creed albums and talk about them. But just understand that on the other side of that is the potential to be a born again Christian. And do you want that? Absolutely not. We're going to lock in summer girls. <laughs> Thank you. We had, it's so important that we did this. LFO so summer important. girls moving on to the next round. We're going to face the winner of kiss me by sixpence on the richer and live in La Vida Loca. Ricky Martin. Dude. Live in La Vida Loca. This is like when I was when I was going back through and like thinking about the summer of 99. So I I would always have to, my parents when they were divorced, so the summers I'd spend with my dad. So like we went up to my dad's and we were in the summer of 99, we're at my dad's. I remember living La Vida Loca being the first time I as a kid had the thought, this song gets played way too much on the radio. <laughs> this is all the time. I was like, this, feel, I remember like having, like, I can't say I said this, but I remember I knew I had that thought. So I imagine me like asking my dad, like, hey, do they always have to play this song on the radio? Like why? I think I've heard it twice now, back to back. Your dad just nodded and one tear run down his face. He's like, he's getting it. He's, <laughs> he's Oh no. He's becoming cynical right before my eyes. It's finally happening. I did like live in La Vida Loca though was the first time I thought I was a genius because I translated Spanish. I was like, oh shit, living this crazy life. Dad, 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 dad. Did you know I mean, I'm bilingual? Did you know I'm bilingual? <laughs> Are you my real father? Yeah. I, the thing with living, I mean, so I wonder, here's, here's something I want to explore throughout this entire season, Cody, if you okay. don't mind. I don't mind. Is exploring the idea and with the lack of any historical context for anything else, I'm just going to make a lot of grand statements about, is this, is Ricky Martin the reason we have Pitbull, Daddy Yankee, Bad Bunny? Certainly Enrique Iglesias doesn't happen without Ricky Martin. That's a, that's a one for one. Yeah, but I'm we, saying without, how much music did we have before Ricky Martin of crossover Latin stars singing in, bi, like doing bilingual songs for the American audience, I will. I, before anyone says anything, Selena did exist, and she deserves to be honored. What uh, was the boy band again that came? Menudo. Menudo. Menudo we had Menudo, and Menudo. No, they were full Spanish. Ricky Martin, right? They were full Spanish. Yes, they had. They had pre sixteen Ricky Martin because then he got kicked out of the band, <laughs> just like every other member of Menudo had to be. Did so, he get raped and robbed in this song? Is that what the song's about? This song. Like, woke up in New York City in a funky cheap hotel. She took my heart and she took my money. She must have slipped me a sleeping pill. Dude, you're lucky you woke up with both your kidneys. Do you have two <laughs> kidneys? I don't remember. But you're the, lucky. This whole song is about a woman that, like, if you spent even a millisecond of time with her, you'd be like, you are the most insufferable woman ever. Like, here, just in the chorus. I think we know the chorus or the pre-chorus. She'll make you take your clothes off and go dancing in the rain. That sounds awful to me. If, if it was raining and a girl was like, Let's take our. Cl- I'll be like, like at, there's a no. Sorry, there's a point. There's your early twenty. There's your early twenties, and there's also like being a teenager. So you're a teenager, and then you get to your early twenty, and you're like, as a teenager, like, I hope women are like this. Are all women like fucking want to get naked in the rain and fucking dance around and and spill? This is where I remember too, where I learned about kinks because in the music video for this, there's a scene where a woman dumps hot wax onto Ricky Martin. And yeah. he's kind of like, ooh, and he does his own stunts in that music video. So, <laughs> he does his own, that a stunt? Are we qualifying that as a stunt? I, I, 
I'm 30 years old. And if you said, hey, we want to pour hot wax on your chest for the video, I'd be like, dude, we can get a body double, right? There's a lot of men. I promise you go to many bars. You can find a lot of dudes who look like this. We could do that. For, we could just body double it. Pay them <laughs> 50 bucks. Pay for their round tonight. And, uh, and I'm sure they'll do it for me. No, what I'm saying is you're a teenager and this woman sounds like hot. You're like, oh my God, she's great. She's into superstitions, black cats and voodoo dolls. You're like, I hope so. And then in your twenties, you actually meet the girl who's kind of like that. Like you're like, oh, she's spontaneous. She's, she's got some weird energy. And now in my thirties, I'm like, this sounds insufferable. <laughs> like these yeah, are yeah, all, no, like, these are all red flags. I understand it's raining, but the taxes are due tomorrow. Like <laughs> what the fuck is your problem? I'm like, I, I need may you catch you too. I may catch a pneumonia. I can't just be naked in the, also, what if the cops come by? What if this weird? Not- worse. What if the cops come by and there's kids around? Now I'm a registered sex offender. Just because you, you wanted to have a little bit of whimsy in your life? No, you need I'm to sorry. calm down. I don't have time for this. <laughs> she never drinks the water. She makes you order French champagne. Can you imagine if you were at a restaurant? Like I barely <laughs> order Diet Coke with my meal because it's because t- I still think it's too expensive. <laughs> if I was with some chick and we're just at now, granted. The Applebee's doesn't necessarily have French champagne, which is convenient. I'm just imagining you're sitting there like, yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a water. No, he'll have a French champagne. Bitch, I'll have a water. <laughs> like, no, what? <laughs> you're not uh, my dad. I'm not ordering for you. You're not ordering for me. Thank you very much. But also then if she was like, well, then I'll have the French champagne. I'm like, well, she'll have a water. She doesn't know what's on this card. This card is almost maxed out. <laughs> I don't know if this is actually going to run when you, I was actually planning on dining and dashing. So... Oh, you do have French champagne. Oh, you're the only Applebee's that has French champagne. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Lucky me. <laughs> yeah, our general manager, honestly, we only have one back there. Our general manager is like, someone's going to order it, I promise. Nick, here's the deal, though. I love Kiss Me by Sixpence Co- None the Richer. It's Cody, such it's- a- and when I'm alone in my car and that song comes on, I'm happy. I'm singing. I'm imagining. I'm thinking about my wife. I'm just, it just warms the cockles of this old man's heart. I'm not saying that Kiss Me isn't a good. No one is saying Kiss Me isn't a good song. The question we're here to answer today is, is it a banger? And that's the hard part here is that this song comes on. I think we've used this at, we've talked about this last time when we talked about Summer Bangers. Song comes out at a party. What's going to happen? And I think depending on the time of the time of the night when the song comes on, it'll it'll alter the mood of the party. And there's really only one time of the night that you want this to come on. This is the late night banger. This is, this is the wind down. Hell yeah. This is, you spent all night, you and whoever you've been flirting with, you've been kind of yeah. tip, tiptoeing around the issue. You guys were Maybe you're interested. And now it's about night's about to wind down and end. And all of a sudden, you're like, I mean, do you just maybe want to dance? Do you want to get a little, you want a little slow grind? Maybe, you know, kiss a little bit. Here's the thing that I think about kiss me that like, once again, I'm so jealous of an era that I, that, you know, obviously I was, I was eight years old at this time. So this wasn't happening. And for good reason, but like, could you imagine being a teenager, especially because man, teenagers, all they do is just sit there and flirt and just like get all cozy with each other faces within millimeters of each other with no, with no one who has the gall to pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. And then God makes you a song that's going to play on the radio once an hour. Cause kiss me was a top five, top three song in America. So that means that song's going to play all the time. So that means once an hour at any point, all you have all of this tension in your body. All you want to do is just kiss this girl. You've had a crush on this whole summer. This is it's camp. It's fucking, it's been the late nights hanging out at the park. And you finally you're, you're with your crush and over the radio, 
a song comes on and like it get and like you it's both telling like, you what to do it's you were just looking at each other like i mean look you look at each other and be like yeah we sh- right 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 and now you got your makeout sesh your beautiful pure summer makeout sesh because sixpence none the richer late hooked you up with the alley-oop the yeah. the kiss me is the point guard of music <laughs> all so it does if- all it does is laying out assists it's not but that's the thing it's not here to score points it's here to lay out assists for you nick i feel like you're buttering it up so you can kick it out i don't think that's right i'm saying living la vida loca is the fucking shack of <laughs> 99 all it does is care about making points and scoring boards that's all it wants to do kiss me is out here like Paul Pearson it and just handing out the ball to everyone distributing. It's not, it's a role player. It's not a dominant force. I would argue it dominate. It was, I didn't get higher on the billboard. I shouldn't have no. asked that. Now next time I'll look it up. Fuck. No, living La Vida Loca was a num like a true number one. I don't think kiss me made it to number one. It got okay. with, it got within striking distance. I don't think it did. It was close. Okay, Nick, but here's the deal. What song would you rather listen to? We don't do this every time, but I'd rather listen to Kiss Me. I'm going to lock in Kiss Me. I got to do it. Do I respect what Livin' La Vida Loca did? Yes. It opened the door for so many things. But at the end of the day, I don't have the energy for Livin' La Vida Loca anymore. I'm a 32-year-old man. I'm grown, okay? I can't, I can't be doing that anymore. I, I can Even still like, have sweet, gentle makeout session. I can kiss my wife okay? I can kiss her by the broken treehouse. No problem. Milky Twilight, done. I Very dude, easy. this is so. This is the reason why this is tough for me is because, like, I remember the. I don't remember much. Obviously, I was eight years old. I remember this song. I only the only reason I know "Kiss Me" exists is because of "She's All That," which is why this song blew up. Technically, this song should be here because it was released in '98, but because "She's All That" was released in '99, this song's attached to that song, that album, or that movie. "Living La Vida Loca" was huge, all on its own, right? Yeah, like then lock it in, dude. All right, we fine. Yeah, then I am. Then I am, Cody. Then we're going to settle this the only way we know how, by turning to the American voting coin of 2004, as brought to you by random.org. We have Bush on one side, John Kerry on the other. Low seed gets to call it in the air. That's me with Kiss Me by Sixpence on the Richer. I, I gotta, I'm going to lock in John Kerry, and I have no reasoning behind this. No jokes, no games. Just a sweet, sweet boy. Sweet old man with a private jet. And you get it. Hell yeah. All right, Kiss Me. Vast and live in La Vida Loca. All right, fine. But Nick. I wanted to ask you something, all right? Yes. Sit right down, take a seat, grab yourself something sweet. It's Cody's Cartoon Corner. Welcome to Cody's Cartoon Corner, everybody. We're exploring the year 1999. And you know what I love more than music? I love cartoons. And a lot of good ones came out in 1999. Nick, do you know the cartoon we're going to feature today that came out in 1999? Something you don't like. That's right. It's Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Came out on Cartoon Fuck Network you. in 1999. January 4th, 1999 was the first episode of Ed, Ed, and Eddie that came out and stars three precocious young boys named Ed, Ed, and Eddie who uh, they get up to a bunch of malarkey. It also explores the dynamic of what would happen if you had a bunch of kids living in a cul-de-sac but no parents. Nick, do you remember Ed, Ed, and Eddie? Give us some fond memories you have of this show. So for everyone's point of reference, before we recorded this, Cody said, I would like to do a bit. And I said, okay, because I trusted him. And what he's done now is take that trust and flush it down the toilet. You will, he's going to do his cartoon corner every episode. And I can only imagine he's going to find ways to piss me off about it because, or it's just him going to be talking about Ed, Ed and Eddie for four episodes. (laughs) I, as previously stated in the cartoons, in the cartoons episodes that we had, I hate Ed, Ed and Eddie with a fiery passion. 
this is the level of humor. It's not that I don't like lowbrow. It's not that I don't like dumb stuff. I cannot tell you what it is. It's actually like a, it's an, it's an actual vocal range, like a key that the voices of them hit that gets into my ears. And I cannot stand this show. (laughs) I cannot even the idea sounds great. What if it was just a bunch of kids in cul-de-sac? It's all I've ever wanted. I didn't grow up in a cul-de-sac, grew up in a trailer park. Guess what you don't do? You don't really hang out with a lot of kids in the area. All I would have wanted was this life. And yet I remember this is 90, this is 98. Cartoons are coming out all the time. All I'm doing is watching cartoons. And I was, I had the gumption to watch this and be like, this ain't it fam. <laughs> you what like is Ed it Cody? Eddie, huh? What is it about Ed, Ed and Eddie? Like I, what am I missing here? Cause I, you should always, if a lot of people love something and you don't, maybe take a second to say I'm wrong and that there's something beautiful here that I, that I choose not to understand. And I would say I have been woefully and willingly ignorant about why this show is even enjoyable. Nick, here's the deal. You're hating on it so much. It's just funny. It is not, they're not trying to tell long-term storytelling. Although they do do that. They, they're just trying to make you laugh. Okay, maybe you got a fart joke. Maybe he says buttered toast for no reason. Who knows? It's okay. It's no, kids see, using that, their imagination. Just, there it was right there. And it was right there. The world it was right there. Without parents. It was this the whole like. buttered toast thing. It's, it's like that. Lord of the Flies, Nick. No, Ed no Ed it's Eddie like Napoleon Dynamite. Lord of the Flies. No, it's like Napoleon Dynamite. It's one of those things where like, just because you said something in a weird tone doesn't mean it's funny. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's that you say a set of phrases in a weird voice, and that's that's supposed to equal funny. I've said this already before, but I'll say it again in case anyone doesn't remember. It's the same thing with that video with the kudos, like, I like turtles. I hate that. That, when people are like, this is, this is internet gold. I can't stand it. I can't. And it's literally just, that's what it is. It's dumb phrase followed with dumb voice, and that this is comedy. This, like, now granted, for a man who loves Adam Sandler and all he does is like, dudes. <laughs> you, you would think that maybe I'm a hypocrite, but I actually you think- you are. No, you've been I, allowed to be a hypocrite. That's fine. People are allowed to love what they love. But I just wanted to know, this is Cody's Cartoon Corner and 19, we're exploring the year 1999. Nick, it gave us a lot of animated features that have transcended generations and inspired a whole generation of kids to, you know, laugh and have fun. I'm sure there's plenty of kids out there who got into animation because of Ed, Ed and Eddie. And you know what? They deserved it. There's probably a lot of kids that are used car salesmen because of Ed, Ed and Eddie. And you know what? They didn't deserve it. Go fuck yourself. But Ed, Ed and Eddie was a classic. And I just wanted to bring a little spotlight to that as we explore the year 1999. This has been Cody's Cartoon Corner. Thank you so much for your time. Six seasons. It, yeah, it had 10 Six. actually because they, they cut and then they came back. Six whole seasons were look at oh, this was the producer of Ed, anyone if you want to look up Danny Antonucci. <laughs> this does not look like a man who's making cartoons. When I see um the uh Dan Harm Dan Harmon who makes Rick uh, Rick and Morty or uh Justin what's his name for, does the voice for Bender those are dudes who look like guys who should make cartoons that I would trust John DiMaggio yeah like those are dudes who make cartoons that I look I'm like I'm like yeah I believe you like you have a love and a passion for anime this looks like an a- this dude looks like an asshole who made an asshole cartoon that's all I'm gonna say can we now go back to our regularly scheduled programming yes we can thank you for okay. enjoying Cody's cartoon corner i would like to bring up something that i didn't get the chance to bring up before when it came to summer girls and that is is summer girls once again i want to explore did 99 create the year of 1999 create things that have sustained forever and ever and the one thing i want to talk about with summer girls is did the song summer girls create 
Drake, listen up. A lot of times people like to bring up that Drake's raps, often he does what's known as hashtag rap, which means that he'll say a line and then he'll say, and then the next line will just be a normal addition to that line. And then he'll just say a nonsensical phrase to rhyme to the first couplet. In many cases, people are like, wait, what? I don't have example. I should have pulled up examples of Drake doing this, but let's talk about summer. Let's talk about summer girls as why this exists. For instance, right away, we know this man is a fan of hip hop. So we do know that he does plan to use rap in this song. So we have, you're the best girl that I ever did see, the great Larry Bird, Jersey 33. What does that have to do with anything except for rhyme with the word C? I would like to bring up that once again, I think that this song is 100% responsible for hashtag rap. This is my TED talk. <laughs> okay. Think about it. Drake would have been, he's not much older than we are. So he would have grown up with this too. And he maybe would have fallen in love with like, wait, why the fuck? say random shit? Yeah. And just add it to the end. And that as long as there's an overhaul cohesiveness to the verse, I can just say whatever I want. Let's do it. And I think that's what happened here. Also, this song, I love this song because of the nonsensicalness where it's partially an ode to obviously a woman that he misses from his past, which I actually think if you, I did not do any of this research. I think if you look at when this song came out in the year he's talking about, I think he's maybe like 12 years old. So it's a guy, (laughs) it's a guy who's like lamenting over like his first crush ever. Like you want to believe that it's like, he was like 18, 19. I think he was like 12. Hell yeah, dude, we've all been there. She took your bike. She was riding No, he around. took the bike. It's also a man who wants to own up to a crime. And I've always wondered what the statue of limitations is because I can only imagine that he tells you where he's from. So like easily someone back, like, wait, my bike was stolen in that area. Motherfucker, did you steal my bike? This song's about me? Is that why LFO didn't make it any bigger? Is because the members were arrested for petty theft? I think it's because their music wasn't very good. Whoa. Hey, now. <laughs> Hey, that's now, Cody. N- that's not LFO. There's no need to be. There's no need to be coming for LFO like that. I mean, this song's fine. I can't name a single other LFO song, but it comes back down to the moment. Like, I prefer "Kiss Me." I'm gonna say it. Here's here's the deal for everyone that just heard what Cody said. I'll remind him that he did have that the LFO does have the song "I Fell for the Girl That's on TV," which had in the music video Jennifer Love Hewitt, which was like she's at the height of her powers which also then indicates how big LFO was to us culturally. So please put some song. fucking respect I don't know on the song. band LFO, which I should know what I should know what LFO stands for, but I do not. I think a song that's willing to bring up the fact who has the courage, Cody? Music music is transformative, right? Music yeah. is revolutionary. And this man here decided to take a stance and point out to the world that he loves Kevin Bacon, but he hates Footloose. Oh no. That is a wild thing to admit to the world and let and have the courage and allow for other people to maybe come out and say, Cody, we have all of history now to be like, oh yeah, Kevin Bacon's he's made some good things. Maybe Footloose isn't his best. This is 99. Footloose is maybe the best thing Kevin Bacon was ever gonna do. And Rich from LFO had the courage of his convictions to tell the world that he did, that he enjoys Kevin Bacon does not enjoy Footloose. (laughs) And you're going to, and you're going to say that, that, uh, that some, that some foreigners 
Six pence on the rich ain't from America. I don't think. I don't know. Why would you? Oh, why would your song say okay, six now pence? Now you're xenophobic. I see how it is. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go with a song that has the just kiss him. Just kiss me, dude. That's what that song's about. They're not beating around the bush. This song doesn't make any goddamn sense. What's interesting is that this guy does have this girl's number. Like oh, he has the line, "Call you up, but what's the use?" So you do have a way to get a hold of her. Why didn't you just? Call her. It's like, what do you mean? What's the use? You thought that writing her a song made more sense to you? Uh, what's the use? Uh, she probably wants her bike back. He didn't steal her bike. He stole someone else's. He stole your <laughs> honey. Like I'll steal your honey. Like I stole your bike. So he's implying. He's he's implying to maybe some mark ass bitch. <laughs> some mark ass bitch. That he's like, yo. Not only did I get your girl, I stole your bike. What? Oh man, as a 12 year old, what's worse? Nothing. Your girl and your bike are gone. No, I'm saying what's worse, taking your girl or taking your bike as a 12 year old. That bike is your lifeline. That's your way to get around. You're 12 years old. You don't even know what a girlfriend is. At 12 years old, I definitely don't know what to do with a girl. I, I do know what I'm doing with that bike. Exactly. I'm, gonna, I'm way more comfortable with that bike than I there's am. There's no the- way I'm taking my girlfriend off some sick jumps. But you know what I'm doing with my bike? Fucking rad jumps, dude. Uh, damn, dude. I do love summer girls. At what year do you think the bike becomes more, less important than the girlfriend? There's got to be a transitional period. 14, 15. Is that what it is? It's got Well, because at some point... Well, I mean, obviously it has to be before when you get a car, right? So there has to be, I can't assume that it's six. I have to assume that there's a point there. I mean, I have to think that I probably went girl crazy and that was like the only thing I wanted to do or hang out. Oh no, I remember it must've been 14. Cause I had a buddy who was like still like, cause like puberty hits everyone at different times. Right. So we yeah, all yeah, care yeah. about it's different a, things, right? Puberty is a wild mistress. Right. It's a, yeah. Right. And so I remember that I had a buddy when I was 14 who cared so much about mountain biking all he wanted to do was like go mountain biking and he would like let us borrow bikes if we wanted to like his family was they had they had pretty they had a good amount of money so he had all these mountain bikes and i remember i could have given two shits about mountain biking because he lived across the literally across the street from him was a girl i had a crush on and all i wanted to do is like we should go we should go knock on olivia's door right we should go (laughs) see he's like or we go mountain biking or we just go talk to those girls and we hang out with them and we just ginger, ah, oh, damn. See, there it is. There it is though, right there, Cody. There it is. If I'm trying to hang out with these girls and I'm going to be nervous and I'm, I'm going to be sweaty and I'm going to be, I'm not going to know what to do. See, Kiss Me comes on. There it is. That guy, that's so God damn. And it would just, why didn't we, why is no one making sweet, gentle songs to help teenagers kiss? Hold her sweaty hand, grab her hand. It's sweaty and wet, but that's okay because yours is too. See, that's what it's like being a teenager. <laughs> well, every song now is just so aggressive about, about what teens should be doing. And it's like, just kiss me. That's all. All right, Cody. Hell yeah, I got you. I think you, I love summer girls, but I also have to admit, I think I have, because we've already done it once. I used all my good jokes about how weird it is that he talks about the dad being gone. That it's yeah, the most unnecessary it details. It I can't. And like, I kind of then burnt. The last thing I had was the Kevin Bacon footloose thing. I think that was all I had on this. We got to go with kiss me, dude. It's a, it's a miracle of modern art. It's, it's pretty swell. <laughs> it's pretty it's, swell, right? It's a pretty, it's a pretty swell song. I, I have to admit. All right. We'll move kiss me into the final four. But that is it for us, folks. Thank you so much for listening to Friendly Competition. If you want to help out your boys, a few things that you can do, as always, share with a friend. Once again, this is another season. We're giving you a playlist. 
for you to listen to. You can just utilize for the summer. Take it out. All you have to do is have this playlist wherever you go. And people are like, wow, you have great musical taste. You're like, actually, my good friends, Nick and Cody, who I listen to, who we, and by the way, we are good friends. Yeah. Well, we spend, how we spend what? At least two and a half hour. hours together every two weeks. Yeah, an hour a week, easy, just hanging out. Just hanging out. Of course we're good friends. So you can say, my good friends, Cody and Nick, made this playlist for me, and you me can alone. actually find it's it just yourself. for me. The fact that I'm sharing it with you is, first of all, a breach of their trust, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then when they're like, wait, why does it say FCP? You can be like, oh, because my good friends, Cody and Nick, have a podcast called Friendly Competition, where you can listen to them talk about all the songs on this playlist what better way to share our play our our podcast with your friends everyone wins so please do that and then wherever you're listening to us rate review like subscribe all those things yep and while you're in there make sure you follow us on all of our social media accounts we're on instagram we're on twitter we're on facebook just look up at friendly comp pod if you have an idea for a whole 16 teams tournament that you'd like to see us do email those to us at friendly competition podcast at gmail.com or you can check out our website friendly competition podcast.com Go to contact and submit through there. God, this song is wild, Cody. I'm just looking at the lyrics to, to Summer Girl. This is one of those songs where we were, we talked about adding a song called She Thinks My Tractor Sexy. And you wonder how that song got written. Because someone had to write repeatedly the line, She Thinks My Tractor Sexy, and take it seriously. And then someone had to record that song. Mm-hmm. The song Summer Girl, you 100% see how this was written by one guy in AP English, who's trying to like basically pull a stunt for the poetry section. He's like, all right, here's my poem. In the summertime, girls got it going on. Shake and wiggle to a hip hop song. Summertime girls are the kind I like. I steal your honey like I stole your bike. And everyone starts laughing and he's like, well, hold on, blue (laughs) shrimp and pogo sticks. My mind takes me back there oh so quick. Let you off the hook like my man, Mr. Limpet. See, Plooster, I was listening. I remember the story about Mr. Limpet. And I think about that summer because and I bug because I miss it. Oh, I'm telling you, this looks like an AP English project if I've ever seen one. Don Knotts is so proud of that verse. He loves it. Loves it. All right. As always, shout out to Charizard for our intro, outro music. You want to hear more of their stuff, head on over to Bandcamp. Type in Charizard. Replace the vowels with sixes. That is it for us, folks. Group B going to drop on Wednesday. But until then, I'm Nick Keller. And I'm Cody Lena. See you on the boat. <laughs>